Hear the word of the Lord as it comes to us from Joshua chapter 3, beginning at verse 14. When the people set out from their tents to cross over the Jordan, the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant were in front of the people. Now Jordan overflows all of its banks throughout the time of harvest. So when those who bore the Ark had come to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, the waters flowing from above stood still, rising up in a single heap far off at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan, while those flowing towards the sea of Arabah, the Dead Sea, were wholly cut off. Then the people crossed over opposite Jericho. While all Israel were crossing over on dry ground, the priest who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, until the entire nation finished crossing over the Jordan. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Again, O God, we ask that you would be gracious to our seeking of a holy word from you. We ask it in the name of the word made flesh, Jesus Christ. Amen. It has been 40 years now since the Hebrews left slavery in Egypt. 40 years on the hard road of adversity along the way. 40 years spent one day at a time learning the lessons of faith. It was not God's idea for this journey to last so long. God brought the people up to Kadesh Barnea at the southern gate of Israel after only two years. But as we noticed last time, the people were afraid to enter the promised land because they were terrified of the giants in the way. So God allowed all of those people to just stay wandering around in the desert until the whole generation died off. The hard road is not supposed to be a place that you stay. It's a place that you journey through and you you get transformed along the way so that you can find the faith you need to take the next step. But when you find yourself on the road of adversity and loss, don't settle in. It's not supposed to be your home. Well, now... Moses has died, and Joshua has assumed the mantle of leadership. He brought the people to the eastern gate to the Promised Land, right up to the Jordan River, which had overflowed its banks. And as the Hebrews stood there staring at the overflowing Jordan River, looking over the river to see at last the Promised Land, they had to wonder if God was going to do it again. They had heard the stories from their parents about that miraculous Red Sea crossing, how Pharaoh and his armies were coming after them, and and Moses just put his staff up over the Red Sea, and God parted the waters as it was the most miraculous thing, and then they walked through. Would God do for them what God did for their parents? And sure enough, the message came down from Joshua that yes, 
these waters were going to part. Only this time the instructions were a bit different. This time, the people were supposed to start walking towards undivided water with the priest at the front, and God would not divide the waters until the soles of the priest's feet touched the river. Can you imagine the chatter going on amongst the priest as they started to make their way to the river that was not divided? I can tell you exactly what they were saying. They were saying, Dr. Moses would never have come up with this plan. No, no, I don't think the new guy is going to work out. This is not the way we do this. We've never done it this way before. First God parts the water, then we walk through. No, that was then and this is now. Now God expects us to have learned something along the way on the hard road through the desert. God expects us to know what it means to walk by faith, to trust not in what we see but what we believe, that we believe in the God who says, go this way. We believe in the call. We believe that God is faithful, and so when the priest's feet touch the water, then the water is piled up to a single heap. You don't leave the desert the same way you enter it. We enter it passively. Something happens in our lives that we were not planning, something that interrupts the plans that we did have. You find yourself in the desert. You didn't ask for it. Just like the Hebrews, they, did, they didn't ask for this. They never asked for this. This was God's idea. And when the waters were parted and Pharaoh and his armies were behind him, it didn't take a whole lot of faith to just kind of keep on moving. It's not as though they had options. No, this was a, the Red Sea crossing wasn't about their faith. It was about the faithfulness of God. And we find that same experience. We, you enter the desert not because you wanted to, but because you're there. You experience a great loss, maybe a loved one who dies, or the loss of a cherished relationship or a dream. And you just find yourself in grief for quite a while. You're just wandering around in the desert. You're not really sure why you're there. You're not sure how long it's going to last. Or maybe your journey through theological education has been a, a sojourn through a desert, a hard road. Maybe you began just with some vague sense of call that pulled you here. You're not really sure what you're doing here, not really sure where it's headed. You're worried you're in the 40-year plan. Will this come to a conclusion someday? Like the Hebrews along the way, you may be more clear about what you've left and where you're headed. You may be tempted to complain as they were daily. But you know, if you're paying attention to the journey, that something is changing in you. You're not sure for what purpose, but something is changing in you. And if you are attentive to God on the hard road, you know that this thing that is changing in you is your ability to live by your faith. Faith in what you believe, not in what you see. Faith to head towards even undivided water if that's where you're called to go. 
Faith is what keeps us moving when we don't see the miracles. We don't live by miracles. We live by faith. And this faith is, is in fact, one that has welled up within us along the way. Again, day after day after day, it was growing in us. Faith can be learned if you are attentive to the presence of God with you. And when the call is not vague but clear, when you know that you are at the place that God has called you to serve and to engage in your mission, when you know that you're there but you don't quite know how you're going to get through it, when you know that you've been called to take on a particular injustice, when you know that you've been called to go to a church even though you don't feel qualified to serve as pastor, when you know that you feel called to graduate studies even though you don't have any idea if you're going to get a job on the other side of that, sometimes you just have to step in it. You just move ahead. Put your feet into the Jordan and allow the faithfulness of God to unfold along the way. As the Hebrews walked by on dry ground, they saw the priests there in the midst of the riverbed holding the Ark of the Covenant. It must have been an incredible scene to walk past the priest with the Ark of the Covenant and the waters piled up behind it, seeing the presence of God, that holy symbol, right there in the midst of the high waters. As you know, this Ark of the Covenant was given to the people along the way in the desert. It, it served as the seat of God. The eye could not see God sitting on this chair, but the soul could. And the most incredible thing about this Ark of the Covenant that's there in the midst of the high waters is that it was given to the Hebrews on just another ordinary day in the desert. They had learned to see the presence of God along the way on the journey. That's how they knew to trust God when the waters were deep. Don't waste your suffering. Attend to the presence of God with you on the hard road. And then when you get to the call, when you get to the obstacles, whether they're giants or overflowing waters, see the faithfulness of God and keep moving. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.